So in our gospel today, we hear a parable, or at least we may have heard it, if the ears of our hearts have been open to hearing it. A sower went out to sow. Jesus' parable of the sower may be rather familiar to us. We may already know quite well about the four kinds of seed and the four kinds of receptivity to the word of God. We may even have already identified for ourselves where the seed is present or that seed is absent in our lives, where we are without understanding, where we are short of long-suffering, where we are lacking in detachment, or where we are gifted with fruitfulness. This is not bad, necessarily. Each time we hear the parable, we may thus be prompted to enact a kind of examination of conscience or a review of our personal history. But instead of examining further the specific contents of this parable this morning, perhaps we can direct our attention more towards the generic shape of parabolic discourse itself. Some years ago, uh, once upon a time, I was reflecting on this parable of the sower, and I was drawn to thinking about how Christ's parables in general, and this parable in particular, relates to concrete reality, that is, to the physical seeds of grain, the gravel of the road, the grit of the rock, the pecking birds, the blistering sun, the choking thorns, and the productive soil. Now, it is somewhat easy for us to imagine that Jesus first went about his life in first century Judea. He had actual experiences of these physical realities, the sower, the seed, the soil. And then from these concrete experiences of them, constructed a parable in order to symbolize certain spiritual realities. Well, what if the actual process were the exact opposite? What if Christ, the Son of God, through whom all, not only all things were made, but also all things are sustained in existence, designed the physical realities of the sower, the seed, and the soil, after the pattern of spiritual realities, which they are meant to signify. What if the signified came first and had priority over the signifier? In this case, the parable of discourse of Jesus would not so much be symbolic, that is, a disjunctive, almost arbitrary leaping from some physical symbols to some spiritual realities. Rather, from this perspective, it would be sacramental. That is, it's a conjunctive and an intentional communication of spiritual realities in and through physical signs and realities. So we can see from this perspective that the seed and the sower and the, and the seeds and soil are become visible as being created and designed for the explicit purpose of communicating spiritual realities. This perspective can open our eyes to seeing that the very nature of creation itself is parabolic and sacramental. 
The deep structure of all things speaks to us, sings to us, and even shouts to us something about God. At least for those whose ears God has opened to hearing creation well. In this worldview, the very physical realities themselves, which act as signs, can never be thrown away once we attain to those spiritual realities that they signify. This is because they are conjunctive, not disjunctive. The sign is at one with that which it signifies, and an inseparable and unconfused union. In this regard, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are communicated to us in and through the fields and the furrows of this earth. In the words of our first reading this morning, the word of God has come down from heaven to make us fertile and fruitful on earth, and has returned to heaven, not void, not empty, but full of the things of creation. In fact, the word has come down in Jesus in order to take up our human flesh into God himself. And with us, so also the rest of creation, as our second reading, reading this morning indicates. All creation is groaning with us as we wait for the redemption and the resurrection of our bodies. All of the significant realities of this world are full of expectation as they advance towards that way according to which they have already been designed. I suppose that it is fair to say that this particular sacramental worldview, this parabolic perspective, finds itself most at home, nowhere else than in the Catholic Church. In fact, this has been the Catholic view of things from very early on. As the Catechism of the Catholic Church observes in paragraph 760, quote, Christians of the first centuries said, the world was created for the sake of the church. God created the world for the sake of communion with his divine life, a communion brought about by the convocation of humans in Christ. And this convocation is the church. The church is the goal of all things, end quote. Now this may sound scandalous a bit to us and to many people in our world today, to claim that all things, all agriculture, all industry, all of our economic, social, political, and recreational pursuits, even all human persons, were created and designed for the church. But for those who have eyes to see all things from a parabolic perspective, this claim makes the most sense of the world from beyond the world. Everything has been designed to transcend itself, to point beyond itself, and in this, to be elevated into a higher dimension of reality, to be plunged into a deeper intensity of reality. And this self-transcendence doesn't frustrate, but it rather it secures the integrity of each creature. 
So as the goal of all transcendence, both divine and human, the church is the communion, the communication of God and humanity in Christ. It is sacramental in its very structure. And perhaps we might even say parabolic. For the church is seamlessly and inseparably one with Christ, who himself is the sacrament of sacraments, and even in a certain sense, the parable of parables. So today, Christ invites us into his parabolic way of life. He opens our eyes to see how each and everything is created and designed for nothing other than the glory of God in and through Christ and his church, so that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen.